0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Um, awesome weekend. Uh, called in uh, a favor. Uh, Kyle Pagan is joining us. Kyle of Crossing Broad, who was at the game Friday night against Villanova, uh, is going to help us recap it. So Kyle, I really appreciate you coming on the show and happy to have you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, so Kyle, just uh, I always like to start off the show and we'll, we'll make it slightly quicker Uh, today because I know we got a lot to talk about basketball. Uh, How did you end up at Temple? You're a Temple grad, and uh, how did you end up at Temple? I always like to get people's stories.
1: Yeah, I transferred into Temple, actually, my sophomore year, spring. So I went to a small school in in Maryland, uh, Chestertown, Maryland, called Washington College. I played one year of, of basketball down there, D3, and it was just like really small, same two bars you went to every Every weekend, same house parties you went to. I was like, you know what? I need bright lights. I need big city. I need to be back home. So I transferred to Temple, went there, did Fox uh, marketing. I majored in and whatnot. And now I'm here working at Crossing Broad and doing man on the street interviews and rushing the court at Temple.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Crossing Broad. You've been there. It's been like almost a year now, officially? Almost
1: a year. Yeah, in January.
0: Because you were doing kind of your own thing. You had your own, the Waterboy podcast. You guys Mm -hmm. still do that? Or is it like all Crossing Broad stuff? It's all Crossing Broad now. Okay, um, and yeah, and uh, as I, I guess we'll start with the game, and, and most people I know uh, who listen to the show at, at one point or another were uh, we saw your video of re previewing the game last week, so we'll get to that later. But uh, to start, uh, you know, awesome game, aw- awesome atmosphere. You were basically courtside. Uh, what was your perspective and thoughts and how we performed? It
1: was amazing. I mean, Damian Dunn stepped up, Kaleef Battle stepped up, Jamil Reynolds. I was really impressed by. He's I, a I monster. When's the last time we had a, a big guy like that, like Lavoy Allen? Yeah, I know I'm probably forgetting yeah. someone, but I mean, at I feel least like, we like we ten get, years
0: that size. He's got like ability. stretch
1: fives, yeah. like uh, Jalen Bond, but he was a little undersized. Like that dude, just, just like Gino Reynolds, is just like battling, and and I think it was really big. I think he was kind of like oddly enough the catalyst because him getting a couple fouls on Eric Dixon and uh, and Brendan Slater kind of set the tone early.
0: Yeah, and you know he kind of had a rough start uh, against Wagner. He got in foul trouble real early. Um, But this game, he was huge. And, I mean, I knew he was dominant in that game. And it wasn't until, I think, yesterday morning I looked it up. I think he finished with 14 and 12. Yeah, like, that's 14, just – that's insane. Like, I, like you said, like, LaVoy Allen was probably the last person to have, like, a double-double like that at Temple. Like, Dude, I
1: thought Eric Dixon was going to have 30 and 20. Like, that was, on. like, my guy who I was like, Caleb Daniels, good. Slater, good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Eric Dixon was the guy who I think was going to just dominate and take over, and that's and it didn't happen.
0: Hold on, I got a a ESPN ad coming in for me for some reason. Hold on. Oh, They're the worst. All right, sorry about that. Yeah, right. Look up one stat, and ESPN's trying to get background noise. Um, but yeah, so Reynolds was awesome. Uh, as you mentioned, battle done. Um, they both came to play, and I think they can do that every game. Like those two together with Reynolds, if they, all three of those guys just keep doing that, we're set.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, it sucks. It sucks so much. And I think, I think in the past when they would lose to a team like Wagner, like fans would just be like another temple year, you know, another temple year of missing the tournament, you know, another temple can't finish at the end. I never felt like that. Yeah. It was debilitating. Yeah. It was, it sucked to lose to Wagner and it was not how you want to start the season. But like, they were up 15 at one point and I was like, this, this does, and watching them Friday, it does feel like a tournament team. It feels like a team that's like not going to say die They're they're, they've got a bunch of guys who returned. They had a lot of transfers that left too, but with their trenches that came in and with the guys who are returning, we don't even have that kid from Vanderbilt playing yet either. Like this team feels like kind of just like a bunch of dogs who aren't going to let a lot of those games like Wagner actually happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jalil white, I love his defense. He's great. Uh, Hicks. Played better this game than the Wagner game. He he was really, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of disappointing in the Wagner game. But, yeah, you, like you said, the dogs, I mean, at the end of the game, I think there was a quote after the game battle said, like, there was nobody he was passing the ball to other than Dunn. He was like, me or Dunn are taking that shot, and we know that. And, like, they both feel like they can at the end of the game take somebody off the dribble, either get fouled or get a bucket. And, like, you just love to hear that from two players on the same team.
1: Yeah, it's cool, too, because I thought, like, I, I was worried that, like, who's going to be the alpha in that situation. I so think those are two alphas on the team, and sometimes that can be that can be bad. Yeah. Um, but like I, I understand really agree with you. I think they've kind of figured it out. Like, okay, if I'm not open, where's Damien at? All right, Damien get to the bucket or Khalifa or, or Damien can go to the bucket and you know, Khalif be at the three-point line, kick it out right there for an, an open shot. That yeah. worked well.
0: It it really worked well. And I think that game, um, after the game, I appreciated it more. During the game, it was frustrating. Uh they seemed like there was times, you know, in the middle of the game, you are thinking that your, your thought is who's that guy, who's the alpha, are they figuring it out? And then at the end of the game, you're like, Oh crap. Like they, they know it. They, those two guys have figured it out. And they, I think they know this season kind of rides on those two being good together. So.
1: Oh yeah. We were talking about it. And no, obviously we have buddies that overlap and everything. I was talking about it with uh, my buddy, Pat Shank and this win. And I know it was Aaron McKee's signature win. It, if, Felt more like a player's win and less like a coaching win. What do you think mm-hmm. about
0: that? Uh, I agree. And I, I know the the reviews on Aaron McKee are very mixed, especially after that Wagner lost. Um, so, you know, I, I'll give them credit. But, yeah, I mean, it came down to just the players making plays at the end there. So I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think McKee did have a good strategy. They really just didn't let him shoot threes. I think Nova was two for seven from three. When's the
1: last time a Nova
0: team has shot less than 10 threes? Usually, like one of their players is two for seven from three. Yeah. Let alone <laughs> the whole team. Actually, against against Temple, usually one of them's like seven for seven from three. So, like we're used to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. You, I.
1: The only problem that I had with with the game, and I like his rotations. I know he always gets crap for that and everything. I thought he he did a good job. I think he kept. I thought he kept Reynolds on the bench a little bit too too long in the second half when they were kind of making a comeback and they called that timeout. Uh, mm-hmm. He got him in right away, but I understand the guy had four fouls, you know. But it's eleven minute mark. I'm kind of like I'm okay with uh with him with him going back out there, especially because uh, I don't know the guy's name, John Kutch. Kerr, yeah,
0: Kerr John Kutch, I believe is the official. It's I, I'm sure I say it wrong too, but that's as close as I'm getting.
1: I thought <laughs> Kerr held his own pretty well when he came in, um, but man, I was just yelling about. Chris Archidiacano is a liability. Yeah, I mean that's why he was on Jaleel White, who is obviously not as offensive minded, and he's on the floor to play defense. But I was just yelling. I thought Aaron McKee should have just kept setting the screens until uh, like a switch Chris for
0: started. Arch on like yep. battle or done. Yeah, exactly.
1: And it was it was every time that Archidiacano was on done or battle, it was open season for Temple.
0: Yeah. No, Arch, and I'm you know I don't even know what year he is. I'm sure by his senior year he'll he'll be that typical white Villanova guard. But he's not it yet. Like he's just not yet. Like I don't know how they keep producing these Archidiaconos and Gillespies. And it's just like if you're six foot three and from a suburb of Philly and good at basketball, like just go to Nova. Like you sh- that should be your goal.
1: It really like, is. And Mike Nardi started it. I think Arch yeah. is a. I think Arch is a senior. He's 22. Is he a Unless senior? He okay. He's a senior, so he's 22. Right. But I know a lot of people. Even when I was on campus last week people were like um you know i, I edited a lot out but people were kind of like i don't know about arch yeah i love that right. i love that rizzy dude uh rizzy yeah. or drizzy or the, the the small white guard i thought arm yeah. armstrong who came in
0: off the bench i thought he
1: was awesome gave them a little bit of a spark i, I mean i, I, I agree with what you to, said dixon is like
0: their guy dixon's their guy i agree like i was also I, I if he if you told me he got 30 and 20 i would not have been surprised but right. like he's just I remember I think I saw him as like a sophomore in high school. He played a game at Leacor Center and I was like, oh, I'll go I'll check it out. He was a monster then. Mm-hmm. So um I do think who was it in uh, your one video at the end of the game who flopped? Was that Arch? That was Drizzy, or or I gotta get this guy's right name right. Is it Drizzy? Is it Oda Rizzy? I forget what his name is. He's uh
1: oh Brizzy, yeah. sorry, Angelo Brizzy, who's a freshman flop
0: city, right? <laughs> flop city, right? Flop city. <laughs> that was a good one. Multiple people sent me that as well.
1: That was egregious. And, I mean, the
0: whole the whole sequence to end the game was egregious. Oh, it was unreal. Like I said, I, mean, I, mean, I started this by asking, did you storm the court twice? So yeah, the fact that that's a question today is kind of weird.
1: <laughs> I mean, you have the one point. I think it was 1.1. 1. 1, they go up two. All right. Um, I think Arch throws it. Zach Hicks intercepts it. We storm the court. They're calling a, a, a foul at point 0.2. Neptune's looking for a technical, begging for a technical. In his all-velvet
0: suit, you lose yes. in all-velvet, you can't be begging for a technical. Yeah. the There was a couple coaches on their bench that were, like, standing up a lot, and it was just like, what is happening?
1: And the timeout after they go up four?
0: So I woke up hilariously hungover on Saturday morning because most people went back to PubWeb after spending a lot of time at PubWeb before the game. And uh, you know, we won celebratory shots, this, that and the other. So I woke up at like 7:30 Saturday and I'm like, what am I going to do? So I have ESPN app on my TV. So I, I threw on the game because you could, on ESPN plus, you could rewatch it. So I just re- like fast forward to like seven, six minutes left, whatever it was. The announcers of the game, and I know ESPN plus gets some shit for their announcers sometimes. that whole ending sequence, they were phenomenal. Like the one guy is like, the game is over. This is stupid that we're calling everybody off the court. He's like, there's 500 fans on the court, right? He exaggerated. I think he said 4,000. Like, there's 4,000 people on the court. Why are we <laughs> telling them to get off? And then he said it was so stupid. And then when, uh, what's his name, flopped, he said, he's like, are we going to call this flop too while we're at it? Like that. He called that out, which I was really impressed by. Uh, and then the timeout. He, he was like, I can't believe they're calling a timeout. So I don't know the announcer's name, but ESPN Plus announcer, great job on the call the last five minutes. Because he felt everything that we were all going through
1: it had to be a fire hazard on the, on the baseline. I mean, there were people just around the whole court, like just, just four rows deep in
0: the court. Like what if, what if someone pulled the fire alarm, then everyone's rushing for the exits. Uh, I think he joked actually, he's like, is this technical foul on temple? Like this, you know, at any other moment of the game, if a fan ran on the court like that, or we had that many people, it'd just be like, all right, technical foul on the home team. Yeah. But don't tell Nova fans that, you know,
1: (laughs) Uh, it was, yeah, it was something that, that ending sequence was just so beautiful to see just to see, The big, bad Villanova just sink to levels like that.
0: Yes. I think – I forget what article it was. It might have been an ESPN article. It said, like, the players of Temple did a good job of, like, high-fiving fans, but also, like, they're almost, like, keeping – like, all right, stay there. I'll high-five you. I'll please you. But, like, don't go any further yet. Like, (laughs) wait this point two seconds out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like a powder keg down there waiting to burst.
0: Um. I really enjoyed. So, as you mentioned, we have a couple overlapping friends. So I could kind of see you where you guys were in the corner in the baseline, and you sat with Poby, right? Yeah. So the basically uh, most of our overlapping friends, they were two rows behind me. They were yelling Poby like half the game. I don't know if you guys could hear them, but they're just no man. It was loud. It It was was loud down there. It was an awesome atmosphere. That was probably the best I've seen the Leachore Center in five plus years since VCU. Probably. I mean, it's, (laughs) that had to be the last, I was, it took me a while to like really think like when, you know, during, I was there when Khalif Wyatt was there and they had some decent runs under Dumpy, but like, it's been a while since every game was like that. And that was an awesome atmosphere.
1: Yeah, no, it was, uh, I mean, I haven't been to many games. The last game I went to was Delaware state last year when I think maybe 400, maybe 200 people were in the, uh, were in the stands. And that was like over winter break and, and everything uh yeah, so but- t- to see that is the best because we had we had Damian Dunn on our show crossing broadcast uh last Thursday and it was just, I was we were just talking and I was just like dude I know you haven't had you know the success and everything that you want but like I kind of related it back to the Phillies where it's like temple will show out if you guys start putting some Games together, they start stringing them together. And we saw that obviously with the Khalif Wyatt years and everything. Like people will show out for Temple. I mean, all the media members, like a lot of big time media members in the city, um, are all Temple grads and whatnot. Like you, um, you were there for College Game Day 2015, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how about like, how about this whole city getting behind Temple football? Like a lot of people want to get behind a basketball program, they don't want to always get behind Villanova. Yeah. So, like, Temple could be. I, I call it a basketball school, but Temple could be the premier college basketball program in this city if they were good, if they're consistently good.
0: Consistently good. And I think uh, Caleb Battle had a, a similar quote. He said, We all watched this team growing up, and we know Temple basketball is good. We like that, is their goal is to get it back to that. And I think, you know, that was why the Wagner loss was kind of depressing. Like, expectations are the highest it's been in five-plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like their roster. You mentioned they haven't had uh, the Vanderbilt kid, Dizoni even on the team yet. I think he's a great sixth man, let alone seventh or eighth man. I mean, this rotation is good. They have two to three scores. They have a center that we've never seen. Uh, I, I did want to say the one thing about Reynolds, and uh, you were saying, could they bring him in earlier? I hope he's conditioned enough to keep playing a lot of minutes. Like He's a big body. Yeah. Like I can't imagine, like he's got to be huffing and puffing a lot. <laughs>
1: Preseason hell week was probably terrible for that
0: man. Yeah, he is. He he's just massive. Like he was the biggest guy on the court by far, easily. Yeah. Um. Uh, so and it. So you were in the one corner, uh, court side, and I believe uh, Andy kind of helped you get those seats. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you noticed it. So he was courtside in the opposite corner. Oh, he's an ten- absolute nut. He is. He is a nut. He's awesome.
1: <laughs> Were you oh watching my God. him? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He was down there, man. I was seeing him just give the business to the referees for 40 minutes. I think I don't know who played harder, Camille <laughs> Reynolds or or Andy or Andy on the baseline.
0: I appreciate it. So if you looked closely, and it was, as you mentioned, you know, people show up for Temple. So mm-hmm. right next to him was John Kincaid, who's a Temple yep. grad in 97.5. Uh, next to him was Hassan Redick, mm-hmm. Temple grad, Eagle. And then it's debated how long he stayed at the game, but Freeway was at the game.
1: Freeway was at the game, and
0: Nicole Dean was at the game. So I didn't realize Dean was there. Uh, well, yeah. you know, he's a decently local guy too, right? I don't know. I just don't went They're, to Georgia. Yeah. I think he's a down south guy. Oh, he's a south guy? But I, I told Andy, I said, at one point, it was you, Kincaid, Freeway, and Asan Reddick. Like and he texted back, he's like, the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, that's a murderer's
1: row of, 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 uh, of courtside guests right there. Shout out! Um, I mean, uh, Sixers are going to be uh, on the hot seat.
0: Yeah, um, I did re- the the student section was great, and I yeah. I said this for the Wagner game. There's a lot of freshmen who don't know the suffering and defeat that like you and me know. So like, this is when you got to get the wins and like bring mm-hmm. them back because they're the ones that you got for four years. The juniors and seniors, they're the ones who are like, ah, we'll blow it. We'll we'll pull a Temple, you know. Oh, but,
1: hell yeah! The the <laughs> great thing about Temple basketball when when Fram was coaching was it wasn't always going to be you know a insanely successful year but you knew you always had a top 10 win yep you just didn't know where it was (laughs) yeah and you always had a chance to rush the court I think we were batting like for like five six straight seasons they beat a top 10 top 25 team and we got to rush the court every single year I mean Kansas I still think about was one of the best the Wells Fargo Center back in the day
0: I don't know if you were there yet um were you there when we beat Duke no, I wasn't there yet. So we—that was at the Wells Fargo. Me and Jonas, we got to rush the court, and, I, and a bunch of other buddies. We rushed the court for that. That was at the Wells Fargo, and you know, I laugh about it today. I, I think we got an email like a, the next day, like the cheerleading coach like broke her leg during rushing the court. He's like, oh, okay, I guess we do, we went a little too hard in that one. Good job, guys. Not the I, email I expected.
1: I, I might be too old to rush the court. I was getting jostled around by the by the young kids, like a, like. Nobody's business.
0: So one of my I so saw I I've mentioned on the show before I'm a teacher, and one of my students today asked if I was at the game and I probably, you know, not the most professional thing. I was like, Yeah, I got it on my phone right here, dude. Like, let's watch it. I forget <laughs> even if I showed him the first or the second one. Like I was just like, all right, I gotta put this away. Um, and he's like, Did you rush the court? And I, I said, like, I am too old to rush the court. Like, I I am. I just I'm too old. I'm not doing that. It was fun, it was cool to be there, but I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got manhandled. I got manhandled, so I don't blame you
0: uh and you were uh calling out i guess one of your coworkers who's a villanova guy in your video yeah.
1: yeah so the guy who owns crossing broad uh he sold it a couple years back but he's a villanova grad so like i just started last year but i already right. always knew that he was a villanova guy and just to shove it in their face is the best so he talks all their shit and everything he he te- he um he tweeted me back his his uh his championship trophy from 2018. It's like, dude, we've had like seven pandemics from them. We TikTok wasn't even a thing since then. Yeah. Like what, a, what a Cowboys fan move to just show your trophies from like 30 years
0: ago. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty I'll, Cowboys fan move. I, I like that. Uh, let's, let's it's go Cowboys with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So expectations the rest of the season. I mean, I was, uh, I was just looking at like power rankings and stuff like that. I mean, obviously the loss to Wagner hurts us, but you know, you, you think we keep this ball moving and,
1: I mean, Vanderbilt Rutgers is going to be tough, but at least you got him at home. St. John's, I think that's, a, is that a tournament or is that up there? Yeah, hey,
0: I think that's the, is that the Brooklyn tournament?
1: Okay. So that's going to be like a home game basically for St. John's. Then you got Drexel, LaSalle, VCU. I was surprised to see that they don't play a, um, and I don't know if this is normal, but
0: they don't play a conference game until
1: December 28th.
0: It seems late this year.
1: Yeah. It's, seems it's, really I don't know. Late.
0: And I think that uh, is that the LaSalle games at the Palestra? Is at the South the Palestra? I believe that is.
1: Okay. I think all games should be at the Palestra for Big Five. I think they should bring the streamers back. I think the, all the games should be at the Big Five. It's just it's just awesome. I didn't really – there wasn't really a, a, a huge Villanova presence. I would say there was a little bit behind me. And there behind was, their bench
0: was about behind it. Behind
1: their bench was a good amount, and then maybe some up at the 200 levels. Mm. I didn't really hear them until they made a big shot to go up two with un, or one with under a minute to go or two with under a minute to go. I forget what it was. Um but with posture, man, it's just so awesome because like yeah. you get those schools and there's, it's like split.
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree. All those should be at the pleasure. And I never knew how true the rumor was, but Nova was the one who ended it. Cause they would always be like 20 and two. And then they lose to LaSalle at the cluster. Cause they were like, nah, we can't keep doing this shit.
1: <laughs> Jay has been afraid of the big five forever. He's been afraid of temple for even longer. I mean, he kept us out of the big East. People don't forget. Yeah.
0: That is true. That is true. And, uh, now, we, I don't even know what the heck he's doing. Now. Is he an analyst, Jay Wright?
1: Well, at least someone will be at the Final Four this year. It might not be the Villanova Wildcats, but it'll be Jay Wright. So,
0: <laughs> um, so going forward, I, I'm excited. I mean, I, I think it was kind of like you lose to Wagner, but you showed who you really were against Nova Friday night, and that's the team that if we play like that the rest of the season, we should have a good year.
1: Yeah, I mean, Damian Dunn is amazing. He's like a young James Harden getting the line. That eighteen for eighteen was nuts. Khalif Battle, you know, he's going to have his games where it's like the heat check, heat check. And I think Jamil Reynolds, I think Jamil Reynolds is going to be big for this team this year. And I hope he's big for this team. And you know, Zach Hicks is, you know, this is just this feels like a team that's like there's going to be some games where they score seventy and it's like because they shot thirteen for twenty from from three. Yeah. And then there's going to be some games when they score like low fifties because they shot two for twenty from three. So listen. This is what I say. If if it was easy being a Temple fan, everybody would do it. Okay? So just ride the wave. Big five basketball is back. Temple basketball is back. Well, what do you think about this? I've been, I've been throwing this at the wall and hoping it sticks. What if we added Drexel to the City Six? Okay? So it became the City Six. Everyone plays a round-robin tournament. And then we introduce a relegation system. So whoever comes in last at the end of the round-robin tournament, every team has to play each other. They just become like a relegated city six, and then until next year, and we just, you know, so like that's you're
0: it. the you're the big five, and then the sixth school is like just their separate thing. Yeah, because year.
1: the because like the big five at the at the at the grand scheme of things, the big five doesn't matter. Like yeah. I don't even know if there's a trophy. There probably is, but like nobody never like has a trophy. Has it? Yeah. Yeah. So like, what if it's like, going it makes the final four, but they're technically we can just talk about them being a city six because big
0: five is all about shit talking and bragging. Yeah. Rights. So they're oh, well. They came in sixth in the City Six tournament. So they yeah. saw.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, cool! You won the final four. Why don't you Why don't you hang the City Six banner right next to it that
0: year? <laughs> I don't. I don't hate that idea. Uh, yeah, maybe we could get like, we could get that going at the Pleasure, make like an all day tournament. Like it's like it's like a eighth grade like CYO tournament. Like you got two two games in the same day, maybe.
1: Exactly, but Villanova would never do that because they got to go down to Atlantis, or they've got to go down to the Maui Invitational, or they got to go to these like very tropical places in the middle of November because. You know, screw the Big Five and screw tradition. They love they're they're the the Power Five guys. They love conference realignment and all that stuff.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of you know how how Villanova people are an act, you were on their campus last week previewing the game. You did about an hour hour and a half at Temple, an hour an hour and a half at Nova. How yeah. were both of those experiences, and uh, how fun was that uh, for you to edit those to make it exactly how you made it?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, they that everything I edited was everything I got. I didn't keep any pro. Uh, any anti messaging or any pro messaging for either team out of there? But no, I mean, uh, Villanova actually brought it a little bit. They were better than I thought they were. I thought they were going to kind of look at a guy that's like on the, it's like outside their like main area, being like, what's this dude filming for? But the, a lot of them were really willing to talk, and a lot of them were, you know, kind of funny. Um, obviously, they you expect how they were. You know, Villanova's going to win by forty. Villanova's going to win by twenty. We're going to dog walk you guys, all that stuff. The best though is, and it's unheralded because I get this the same way when I do on the street interviews for Eagles games and stuff. I mean the sh- the shit talking is just unparalleled in in Philadelphia. And the double and the temple kids are the best. Like the one kid who started off was like fake city school. They put all pictures of of center city on on their uh on their websites and everything. They want to be us. Like it's just it's it's just night and day compared to that. But I was happy for the uh the Vonova people who did talk. They were pretty good.
0: And then uh, when you were at Temple, like, did you just feel like a college kid again? Where you like, this is great. Like, I, what what class or what dorm are we going to next? Like,
1: I mean, did you see the new library?
0: It's insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, it just, I mean,
1: who's the study in Paley, which looked like, uh, I don't know, like, in, like a building from like the Soviet era, like oh, yeah, 1970s. A... And now they have this place with like beautiful angles and they have like, I don't know, books from this this millennium.
0: Yeah, so, uh, Jonas's wedding was about the week that that opened up, and we were able to take wedding pictures inside the library, like, legit, and it was, like, basically the week it opened, so it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, also, we're like, this fucking thing is insane compared to what we studied in.
1: (laughs) I know, I know, since I don't have an ID, I can't get past the turnstile, so I just look from afar, so, like, like, I just envision what it would be. I mean, at least we had the tech, but still, I mean, having another, you having another building that wasn't paley when you'd go up to, uh the fourth or the third or fourth floor in the quiet room. I mean, that was the saddest place in the world.
0: Uh, and people ask like house temples campus like, well, there's nine new buildings since I graduated. So, you know, I, one time I went up to study for finals in Paley. I sat in puke
1: because someone just puked. That, that, that puke could have been there for two weeks. No one would, but no one would have known
0: because nobody goes up there. And yeah, somebody was drinking hard. And speaking of which I'm sipping on a Miller light. I don't know if I mentioned that beginning of the show. I always like to start off with what I, have Kyle's being a sober guy. He's probably on the clock still, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am I am heading to the Eagles game. So this is like beer one of probably six to eight later. So
1: I envy you. I envy you. Hey, you gotta you gotta have beer because it's gonna be a cold one tonight.
0: Yeah. It is a school night, so I gotta tone it, you know, keep it semi, I gotta be a responsible human being tomorrow. Of
1: course, of course.
0: Um Kyle, we'll end it with this. And I I really just like to get uh everybody's kind of stories and life. Um and I, I briefly mentioned it. So you used to do the Waterboy podcast, and uh, now you're at Crossing Broad. How did this all come together? Because you mentioned you're a marketing major. Um, you know, did you always think you were going to end up in podcasting and you know social media world, or how how did you get here? Uh, I always,
1: I always knew I was gonna I was gonna end up in content. I knew I was gonna end up in content in some way. whether I was gonna be behind the scenes or in front of the camera or doing something. I knew content was what I wanted to do. I used to be a nine to five regular Joe, you know, at Comcast recruiting job and everything and then uh covid came i was a covid layoff blessing in disguise quotation marks and uh i was bartending and just started creating content and crossing broad light didn't they pick me up
0: uh where were you bartending at
1: uh i used to bartend at founding fathers on 16th and south and then right. this place called liberty grounds which is actually a pretty cool joint it's like a half bar half nine hole mini golf course on like gerard ave and 17th both great places
0: all right and obviously not not bartending now still
1: not bartending anymore. I hung, not, do hung, up not miss the, it. Uh,
0: hung up the bottle opener.
1: Yes. <laughs> thank God.
0: Um, no, we we really appreciate all the stuff that you do uh, at Crossing Broad and especially, you know, any any pro temple stuff that you're pumping out. Oh, yeah. um, really thank you for doing this and maybe get you on again mid-season for maybe like a mid-season recap. All right.
1: Perfect. I love it.
0: Awesome, Kyle. Thanks again for doing this. Thanks. Thank you guys. And as always, I'll be back.